Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys my do not draft running back list for fantasy football in 2020. I'll be talking about some running backs that I just do not want to be drafting on any of my teams this season in 2020. Some of these guys I just flat out don't like, and then the other guys I feel like, hey, maybe they're going a little too early for where I would want to be taking them. So for that reason, based on where they're being drafted, I just don't want to draft them. So before we get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free. I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football chip. Championship while you're down below. You can check out my Patreon. It has my draft guide on there. $7.50 a month. It is very, very cheap so that I can try to make sure that everyone can get it. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Do not draft running backs for fantasy football in 2020. We start off here with Todd Gurley, formerly of the LA Rams, now an Atlanta Falcons, six foot one, two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Todd Gurley, who you may think might be very old because he has the arthritis knee of your fucking great grandfather. He is only twenty-six years old, a four point fifty forty yard dash, seventy-seventh percentile, and a ninety-second percentile speed score with a twenty-seventh percentile bench. Press. Now, Todd Gurley obviously goes from the Rams to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, last season, he had an okay season finishing as running back number 14, which this season turned into him being drafted right now, coming off the board as running back number 15, pick number 26, and he is a third-round pick. So, like I said, he finished as running back number 14 in 2019, playing in 15 total games. He had 14.5 PPR points per game, though, ranking 17th at the running back position. He had 223 carries, 14.9 per game, 17th at running back. That, those numbers were limited by the fact that Todd Gurley wasn't getting the work due to the fact that his knee was fucked up. This was the lowest amount of touches the guy has had pretty much his whole entire career. 857 rushing yards, 57.1 per game, 19th at running back. One of the things Todd Gurley does the best is actually in the pass catching game. In the past, Gurley's a guy who you get the ball in the open space, the guy makes guys miss, and he fucking gets you a zillion fantasy points. But this year only had 50 targets, 3.3 per game, ranking 20th at the running back position. He had 31 total receptions, 2.1 per game, ranking 33rd at the running back position for 207 receiving yards total, 38th at running back. He had 59 red zone carries, ranking 3rd in the NFL with 3.9 per game, and had 14 total touchdowns, ranking 5th at running back. His numbers were completely, completely, completely carried by his total touchdown number. Without all those touchdowns, Todd Gurley is not a top 14 running back. Todd Gurley is probably the 20th best running back in fantasy football if he's not jamming through the offensive line to score 14 total touchdowns. So how do we expect this change from LA, where he was pretty decent, to Atlanta, where they don't even run the ball? I predict Todd Gurley to be the workhorse running back on this team, but right now, without training camp having started yet, it should start soon. We don't know if Todd Gurley is going to necessarily be the workhorse back. I think he will be, but how much of that can he take? If he gets the full workhorse load, like what Sean McVay wants to give him, but Sean McVay last season limited his workload due to the fact that he has the fucked up knee, if he didn't do that, does Todd Gurley get hurt earlier in the season. Is that what happens? Can Todd Gurley withstand playing a whole season now with that arthritis knee? I really have no idea. In 2019, we saw Todd Gurley get his lowest touches ever in the league due to that knee injury. Like I said, there's question marks surrounding Gurley as offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter still does not know how healthy he is. I just said that. He still doesn't know if he could take the workload that he would want to give his workhorse running back. And Cutter doesn't even like running the fucking ball. He ranked last, dead last in run percentage last year with 33.03%. And Matty Ice is going to want to sling the ball. This whole offense is built to sling the ball, so I don't 
don't think Todd Gurley is really going to be seeing an absorbent amount of touches. While he might be the workhorse on the team, getting 80% of the touches, I'm not necessarily sure that leads to fantasy points, especially if a lot of Gurley's touchdowns is because they got onto the one-yard line. What if Atlanta is just scoring from 10 yards out because Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst and Julio Jones, except for Julio Jones, he's not going to score any fucking touchdowns, are just murdering guys in the end zone and just walking right into the end zone. That is entirely possible. So I think that you want to fade Todd Gurley this season. I don't necessarily think he'll be a complete bum of a running back, but those injury concerns really do scare me and kind of pivot me even further away from a situation that I don't really want to target either. Dirk Cutter is notably a guy that does not like the running back room. He just doesn't like fucking running backs. He prefers the tight end position. He gets a nice, he gets the jargons out and he cranks his shit looking at the tight end um, room, but he, he just doesn't like running the ball. I'll tell you that right now. He just doesn't, so I'm not going to go ahead and draft Mr. Todd Gurley. Next running back up here is Maki Mack Ingram of the Baltimore Ravens. Five foot nine, 215 pounds, big trust, woo-woo, 30.6 years old for old man Mark Ingram, FFPC ADP 64, 4.62, 40-yard dash ranking, fourth, 40 or 40th percentile, 42nd percentile speed score, 13th percentile burst score, 16th percentile agility score, and a 58th percentile bench press, but none of that means anything because the guy's a fucking beast. When he is playing on the field, he is a beast, and this team is meant to run the ball. So now you might be wondering, Nick, how could they run the ball a zillion fucking times and he won't be good? Well, it's pretty simple. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball that many times, and I just really don't like where he's going right now. Coming off the board is running back number 26, pick number 56, and is a fifth-round pick. So running back number 11 last year, playing in 15 total games. He had 15.9 PPR points per game, ranking 10th at the running back position. Something also important to note, while the Ravens are one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL, they're so run-heavy because Lamar Jackson takes a lot of carries. You might think um, Mark Ingram would be top 10 in carries, but he's not. He had 201 carries last year, 13.4 per game, ranking 20th at the running back position. 1,013 rushing yards, 67.5 per game, ranking 13th at the running back position. 30 targets, 2.0 per game, 43rd at running back. 26 receptions, 40th at running back. Why is this? It's because they have other running backs on the team that are going to be able to catch passes, and obviously they drafted J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, who's going to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. 247 receiving yards, 16.5 per game, ranking 33rd at running back, but just like with Todd Gurley, this motherfucker is eating in the touchdown and red zone carries category. Red zone touches 46, 3.1 per game, 8th at running back, and total touchdowns are 15th, 4th at running back. So that's very concerning. Having a guy's numbers so elevated by touchdowns, when I think that that number is going to regress in the following season, it makes it hard to really buy in to the guy. Like I said, they drafted J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State in the 2020 NFL draft. That is very, very scary. If Mark Ingram has a falter, he falls like Humpty Dumpty off that wall and isn't playing too well, maybe we see more Dobbins, and Dobbins is obviously going to take the pass catching work because Mark Ingram is much more of a bruiser type of back. Like I said, if tight ends regress, he is going to, or not tight ends regress, if touchdowns regress, he is going to fall out of favor and the guys going around him, I just have so much more confidence in and even if I don't feel as confident in him, I'd rather just take the upside pick rather than praying to the fantasy gods that Mark Ingram scores 10-plus touchdowns this season. I like Cam Akers more than him, J- or, uh, Kareem Hunt, James White, and then Ronald Jones I kind of like more than him. Well, I wouldn't pick him in the fifth round. I'm just saying that's kind of around the guys that I like. And in the fifth round, typically, most of the time, I already have two running backs, three running backs. So I'm not even trying to target a running back here. And Mark Ingram is one of those guys where you can just see it from a mile away. You can lock in with the radar like Phillip Rivers does when he sees a fucking tight end. It's just 
just you're just locked on. You got those laser eyes. You can easily see that Mark Ingram is going to be a fade in 2020. I just really don't see a way that he could keep up that touchdown uh, output in 2020. And I think Baltimore may have to be passing the ball more, which would even further hurt Ingram since he's not getting a lot of dump offs out of the backfield. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Next running back here to talk about is DeAndre Swift, running back of the Detroit Lions FFPC ADP 57, 5 foot 8, 212 pounds, a second round pick this season, 21.5 years old out of Georgia, a 4.48 40 yard dash ranking, 83rd percentile, 80th percentile speed score, 62nd percentile burst score, no agility score, and no bench press rating. So last year, obviously, he was in college at Georgia. Right now, coming off the board is the 25th best ranked running back, pick number 59 in a fifth round pick. Now, you must be higher than Elon Musk if you believe that this pick is right. I don't fucking understand it at all how anyone is even on DeAndre Swift. Personally, college stats last season in 2019 at Georgia. Go Bulldogs. Those motherfuckers literally breed. They're a factory of making running backs. 14 games, 196 rushing attempts, 1,218 rushing yards, 6.2 per carry, which is obviously above the 5 yards per carry that I look for. 24 receptions on 30 targets, 216 receiving yards, 8 total touchdowns, and 7.2% target share in that Georgia Bulldogs offense. Now, obviously, Detroit isn't even the best scenario where he could have landed. He landed on a team that doesn't like to run the ball with a coach who might be on the hot seat if they don't start winning, and the way they're going to win is by passing the ball with Matt Stafford. Obviously, DeAndre Swift could get dump-offs on the team, but how sure are you that DeAndre Swift is even the fucking starting running back of the team? Mr. Matt Patricia loves that running back by committee, just like he loves putting that pencil behind his ear and looking like a dumbass. So the Lions back field right now. I have DeAndre Swift ranked or slated as the second running back on the team. ESPN has him slated as the number one running back, so I'm not really sure how accurate that is until we see training camp and potentially some preseason. So right now, the Lions backfield is comprised of Carrion Johnson, DeAndre Swift, Bo Scarborough, and Jason Huntley. As well as a couple more guys that obviously aren't going to be listed there. Those are the top four guys according to ESPN. So, Carryon Johnson, I think, is still going to see a bunch of touches. This is not a scenario where DeAndre Swift becomes the workhorse back. So, why am I even trying to fucking pick this guy in the fifth round that I don't believe could be the workhorse back with an offensive... The offensive line is good, though. This is one of the only bonuses is that their offensive line is above average or actually just completely average right in the middle. There's 32 teams in the NFL right now. Pro Football Focus has their O-line ranked at number 16 last year they finished 11th ranked in the NFL but my biggest concern obviously like I said they ranked 19th in rushing percentage last year 39.86 and they ranked 19th in 2018 both under Matt Patricia 39.65 percent run play so I don't think that's really going to go up so why the fuck am I drafting this guy on a team that I don't believe the uptick of rushing is going to go up especially if Matt Stafford stays healthy I don't think we see these guys really running the ball a whole lot carry on Johnson a couple years ago was the first running back to rush for over 100 yards on the Detroit Lions since Barry Sanders was fucking playing. It makes no sense. This Lions team doesn't like to run the ball. They're just not built to run the ball, so I don't understand the love for DeAndre Swift. I understand that he's a great player. I just don't understand picking him in the fifth round when right now, 
I'm not even sure he's the starter. It's kind of like picking a handcuff in the fifth round to me. So the final running back of this video is going to be Darius Geis, running back of the Washington team that still does not have a name. FFPC ADP 80.79, 5 foot 11, 224 pounds. LSU, college 23.1 years old. 80th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.49. 91st percentile speed score at 11th percentile bench press. And a 100% chance to end up in the hospital sometime during this fucking season. It's funny how his best comparable player is Ezekiel Elliott when in reality it should be Dalvin Cook because neither of those guys can stay healthy. And Dalvin Cook was a guy I actually wanted to put in this video because I'm kind of worried right now if he's not going to play like at the beginning of the season. He still hasn't gotten that contract that he wanted. There's still a contract dispute. So I don't really know what's going to happen with big man Dalvin Cook. If they don't pay him, this could be bad considering the guy is... Also, one of those guys that just always ends up in the hospital. So, Darius Geis, last season, finished as running back 69. Very nice. Coming off the board is running back number 32, pick 80, seventh round pick. Now, please tell me why in fucking God's name anyone is taking Darius Geis in the seventh round. Why are you taking Darius Geis at all? The guy has literally played five total games in two seasons. The guy cannot stay healthy, and he's on a team that is a dumpster fire. 11.5 PPR points per game, 29th at running back. And what is even in your mind that is telling you that he's even the head back on the team. They bring in Antonio Gibson. They still have Adrian Peterson, who's going to run for over 1,000 yards. I'm sorry to tell you, but the guy's fucking immortal. He's going to do that. So why are you drafting Darius Geis? 42 carries, 8.4 per game, 72nd of running back. None of these numbers are going to even be high, so I'm just going to read off the rushing numbers and then the per-game numbers. So 245 rush yards, 49.0 per game, 10 targets, 2.0 per game, 7 receptions, 1.4 per game, 245 receiving yards, 49.0 per game. Red zone touches 8, 1.6 per game, and total touchdowns of 3. And I don't even want to understand why people are buying into this Washington offense at all behind uh, Mr. Terry McLaurin, obviously, who's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. That's actually a lie. I wouldn't say he's one of the best yet, but I think he has the promise to become one of the best. I just don't understand really drafting into a committee running back system here where it's it's like a four-headed fucking committee here or three-headed committee with the likelihood that the guy end up get, ends up getting hurt. He missed his whole rookie season in 2018, played five games, and they used their second fucking draft pick in the whole draft on running back Antonio Gibson in the third round. I just don't understand the love for Darius Geis. I've never understood it. I have not drafted him last year. I didn't draft him this year, and I don't plan on drafting him. There are some guys where I like to diversify the revenue, like Nick Herculano talks about. You know, get a guy, even if you don't love him, maybe in one you play in like 10 leagues, get him in fucking one of them. You play in five leagues, get him in one of them. I'm not getting Darius Geis in a single league because I don't want to get dicked down by this guy. Like, it's going to happen to everyone this season. Everyone's going to draft Darius Geis, believe in the hype, and then the guy's just going to somehow get hurt, lacing up his cleats before the first Washington game of the season. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying please make sure to slap that subscribe button down below. It's free. I produce content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. Check out one of the videos that's on your screen as well. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers. I'll see you guys tomorrow with another heater of a video. Check out the draft guide as well. Good boy!